What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm your host, Hayes. Thank you for joining me. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me. On today's episode, we'll be talking about the NBA Finals, also going over what Patrick Williams and how he describes his workouts with DeMar DeRozan on the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. Also get into some other things. We'll get into all that and more on today's Chicago Bulls Central. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, first off, those NBA Finals, it did not go a Game 7 as I was hoping. I know a lot of people were kind of hoping for a Game 7. It's just, the Finals are just always, a Game 7 of a playoff series is just a di different type, type of atmosphere. But, you know, nonetheless, Steph... And the Golden State Warriors took care of business, eliminating the Boston Celtics, clinching their fourth title um, for Steph uh, in game six. And so, you know, this game, even though the Boston Celtics got out to a 12 to two run to start the game, and it really did seem and feel like that we were possibly about to head towards a really just fun game and Boston was going to come and show up. But then Steph started Stephing and the Warriors started worrying. And then, like, by the end of the first quarter, they were up by five, and they really held on to the lead from that point on. Now, the Boston Celtics did march back. They got the lead down to single digits at one point, and it seemed like they may have been headed to go towards another run, but that just didn't happen. The Warriors were able to hold on, clinch on. Uh, Jordan Poole came up big time. Steph, of course, hit some big time buckets for us. Uh, for us. That's not us. What the hell? Uh, nonetheless. And so this, you know, for, for the people who questions uh, who had any questions as far as Steph's quote unquote legacy? You know, they're now saying that this solidified Steph's legacy. I didn't, first of all, he won the title before Kevin Durant even came there. And at the end of the day, Kevin Durant came to his team, right? So I've never been one to question Steph's legacy personally. For me, uh, you know, I know that some people have, and you know, if they have, that's that's on them. But you know, what this uh has done is a couple of things for me that I'm gonna try to link back to the Bulls. And this first off, Bulls legend Otto Porter Jr. winning uh, a ring, which is weird considering how bad he played for us. But again, completely different role. He was looked at to be, when he came to the Chicago Bulls, he was really looked at to be the second scorer next to Zach Levine at that time, and it just never worked out that way. Um, he didn't have that left in his tank, but being a 3 team player, a player that just plays tough defense, knows their role on the Golden State Warriors, he was a big contributor for them over the course of the season. And, you know, shout out to him for getting his ring. Um, but, you know, like, if you let me know down below, if you were somebody who does this do anything for you for Steph's legacy? Did you already understand Steph's legacy? Um, you know, people saying game six, Clay, we need to put an end to that. Clay did not play very well in this game. But the biggest thing in this in this game, too, is that Jason Tatum is not a superstar. He's a star and he could still very well turn into a superstar, but he's not quite there yet. Twenty four years old. You wouldn't expect him to be there yet um, necessarily. But, you know, didn't come up big in the series, didn't come up big in an elimination game in game six as well. Um, and, you know, didn't shoot the ball effectively. 13 points from him. Uh, he, he did some other things solid. He had a block, a couple of blocks still like those those type of things. But overall, this was not a not a great game from Jason Tatum at all. And the Boston Celtics are going to go in now into the offseason, knowing that they made it to the finals, and they're probably going to be aggressive in free agency to fix a lot of holes on this team and, and to see what they 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 have to get ready to give extensions to Jordan Poole. Uh, they see what they'll do with, with uh, Gary Payton Jr. Uh, Wiggins is actually a uh, free agent at the end of next season, I believe, so they have a season to hold off till that. But the thing that I wanted to kind of talk about and link this back to the Bulls is patience. Jordan Poole, a player drafted, I think, in the 20s. I think it was, was he the 28th drafted player? Can't remember. Uh, spent a couple of uh, seasons down in the G League. He's 28 years old. 
he really be- has become a big-time player over the course of time. And as we look at Patrick Williams, and I know a lot of Bulls fans are just ready for Patrick Williams to be the best version of what he can be, sometimes it's going to take some time. Now, yes, Patrick Williams, draft- you have completely different expectations from a player drafted four overall to a player drafted in the 20s. Completely understand that. But every prospect takes their own time. And while we're in this in this current era right now of waiting, uh, you know, the Bulls missed out on the, on the Christian Wood trade. The Rudy Gobert trade looks like he's going to go to Atlanta, or at least Atlanta with that deal has really set um, the market for Rudy Gobert. And it's a market that the Bulls just can't compete in because they're not going to trade Patrick Williams. So with that being said, like the patience of the Bulls community for Patrick Williams and, you know, talking about waiting on him. And I know you have a lot of Bulls fans that also say, well, Ayo came in and he was more ready to go right away. Completely different roles. They play completely different styles, completely different positions. And Ayo was a he should come in with a little bit more aggressive aggressiveness and and be a little bit more ready because he stayed in college longer. But with that being said, the flashes that we've shown from Patrick Williams. The question that we that we're going to link here and try to talk about after talking about those NBA finals is that is are the Bulls going to ultimately regret waiting on Patrick Williams, waiting on that potential when they have passed up the, the rumor deals. We've never really known just how close uh, the Bulls were to some of these deals. Like I've said before, the Jeremy Grant thing, if you really think that Jeremy Grant would have improved this team um, and made us even anywhere closer to being a contender. Not to say that Jeremy Grant isn't a horrible player, right? He's not the defensive player that some Bulls fans wanted to try to make him be when we needed defense on this on this team. But with that being said, Jeremy Grant, I don't look at that deal like a deal that would have made the Bulls a surefire contender. And again, Patrick Williams ceiling higher than Jeremy Grant ceiling, in my opinion. So I understand why the Bulls missed on that. This Rudy Gobert trade, I don't even, the Rudy Gobert thing to me, right? And me and Pat from Locked on Bulls, we kind of disagree on this. Um, I don't look at Rudy Gobert. Would he have helped the Bulls? Absolutely, right? That's not a question. But with what the Bulls would have had to given up to just max contracts on Rudy Gobert, I don't think the Bulls would have been clo- been a, a title contender, maybe an ECF contender, but even then they wouldn't have been a surefire or even think favorites to win at Eastern Conference Finals. Adding Rudy Gobert, they would have had to make a bunch of subsequent moves to really improve other aspects of that team to get there. But ultimately, right? And you guys know, I, I as of right now, I do think that Patrick Williams is going to turn into a solid player, right? A superstar, I don't, I don't, it it, it would be crazy for me to say that I see Patrick Williams turning into a superstar. A star level player could be, but I do see Patrick Williams turning into a Luol Dang style player with better defense possibly, um, and and maybe, and a little bit more facilitating. Luol Dang was, that's not a player to shake your head at. Prime Luol Dang was a player that's, that was needed to be on any type of team that was going to make a long run. And that's always what I see Patrick Williams as is he's going to be a player that plays a key role when this team is great, when he gets to a point, maybe as Zach Levine's going down, he's increasing things like that, and he adds to the versatility on how you can continue to build out this team. But the question that I'm asking here, and I want to hear from you guys on it, are the Bulls ultimately going to regret passing up on some of these potential deals because they're betting on Patrick Williams, they want to wait on Patrick Williams to develop? Is that how, what type of player does Patrick Williams have to turn into for Bulls fans to understand or Bulls fans to agree with the fact of, hey, I'm glad we didn't trade this player for Rudy Gobert. I'm glad we didn't pull that trigger and, and include him in a deal for Jeremy Grant early in the season. Like, things like that. What, t- like, yeah, there's been a lot of rumor deals. There's been a lot of deals that have been uh, presented by either media, Bulls fans, or whatever that we don't, it's not really quite realistic to me. It would have to be that the Bulls turn down a surefire, not necessarily a generational talent, but a perennial all-star who absolutely would make this team, pairing with Zach Levine, pairing with DeMar DeRozan, a surefire title contender. Rudy Gobert was not that. To me, he, to me, he wasn't. He may have been that to you. 
But will the Bulls ultimately regret it? That's a big question that needs to be answered, or, or you know, and we'll get that answer over time. 20 years old. We may not see Patrick Williams turn into what he's ultimately going to be for another three, two to three years, maybe four years. At that point, he'll still be 24, still be slight, only slightly older than a lot of the rookies coming in that season. And at that point in time, he'll be a six-year NBA vet, five-year NBA, if I can add sometimes. It doesn't always work sometimes. Uh but yeah, that question, I would be lying if I didn't say it's 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 that's out there. And some people who have that question, I can understand it, right? I don't necessarily agree, but I can understand why that question, especially, you know, the, a lot of Bulls fans see this Bulls window as only right now, right? And so they want to see the Bulls do everything that it takes right now to win because they think that that's the only window they have. And you guys know I've been very vocal on the fact that the Bulls window, once Zach Levine signs this extension, with Patrick Williams, with Io DeSumo, it's way longer than, 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 the, than the two years left on DeMar DeRozan's contract. The only way that it's only one or two years is if you guys think that, that Io DeSumo, or let me not say you guys, but if, any, if that person thinks that Io DeSumo and Patrick Williams aren't going to develop anymore to really give the Bulls something. If they also think that the Bulls aren't going to continue to add to this team, and they will. Right, We have the 18th overall pick and draft. Are we moving up? Are we moving down? Who do we bring in? All those type of questions. The window of this team being a contender, right? And right now we're talking just a playoff contender. We need to get go up. We need to get to Eastern Conference Finals contender, championship contender. We, we all understand that. But that window is way more than the one or two years that some Bulls fans have gotten themselves into thinking that it's all right now. And, and they would leave us in a similar place for the Lakers that the Lakers are right now by 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 mortgaging your future, right? And I get it. You don't want to have or be betting on potential of like half your roster, right? You want to have a solid roster around while players are growing and developing that they can step up and continue to grow. You want that, right? But you can do both. It doesn't have to be this either or thing that some people think. And so, you know, that's just a, a question that I wanted to present to you guys, a little bit of a mini rant to go on there. But let's go ahead and get into the next topic. This is still on Patrick Williams. Patrick Williams has now gone on. He was on Give Me the, Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast by Stacey King, which is, just an amazing work. And shout out to Stacey King, what he does with Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast and everything like that and who and the guests that he's able to get on in the conversation that he has. But he went on to describe his workouts right now with DeMar DeRozan. So it's a 5 a.m. lift, right? And he says it's different from any other type of lift that he has. They then do 45 minutes of on-the-court work. Take a break. Come back in the afternoon. Get up more shots. And then and then go at it playing one-on-one. What does this do to the development of Patrick Williams? We've always said that this, these summer workouts with DeMar DeRozan are going to do a lot to jumpstart Patrick Williams' development, hopefully, right? If nothing else, he's going to come into training camp in probably the best shape that he's come into training camp with, which is Patrick Williams has always been in great shape. He has great worth ethic. But being ready to go. And so if this, and a lot of people want to see that leap from Patrick Williams in his third season, even though his second season, very short in season, what, 13 games or so, or so, Patrick Williams has to come in and be more aggressive. That That's one thing that I do agree with, even on Patrick Williams' detractors. We need to see Patrick Williams be more aggressive. I don't need to see Patrick Williams score 18 points per game or take a bunch of shots per game, but I do want to see him be more aggressive. I want to see him calling for the ball. But also part of that is I want to see DeMar DeRozan, I mean DeMar DeRozan, I want to see Billy Donovan actually look at running through Patrick Williams. Sometimes he showed a solid ability to be a facilitator, right? And I know some people also, like the Minnesota game, some people completely throw away. Let's keep in mind, too, while the Bulls didn't have a lot of their starters out there, it was Patrick Williams and Anthony Edwards out. And Patrick Williams outshined Anthony Edwards, right? That's the type of potential that AK and Eversley are betting on. But that is also something that we need to see more from Patrick Williams consistently. And again, we don't expect him to score 30 every game, but to be able to put the ball on the floor, be aggressive, take the ball to the cup, shoot the ball, 
confidently. Not, none of that hesitation stuff. Those are the type of things that we need to see from Patrick Williams and these workouts with DeMar DeRozan very well could jumpstart him to where we're getting that early in the season. If we start off the season with Patrick Williams having that type of mindset, being more aggressive, Billy Donovan trusting him a little bit more, running some more things through him. We could see that, start to begin to see that player that, that AK and Eversley have the vision for. And if we do see some of that, does that qualm some of the Bulls fans that want to see Patrick Williams move so we can compete right now? Like I said, I don't agree with the, the wanting to trade Patrick Williams to mortgage our future unless it's a surefire. I'm, I'm, a, I'm fine with trading Patrick Williams if it's a surefire deal that makes the Bulls a championship contender. But I don't agree that we need to just trade him to trade, to make a trade, to show that we're, we're quote-unquote trying to compete. Some people just want to see the Bulls make a trade to make a trade. I'm not one of those people. I want to see smart trades and smart deals done. And then if you, if you have to include Patrick Williams to be a surefire championship contender, but again, not something short-term, then you have to, I think you have to do it. But as of right now, there's not been a single deal presented to me that has been worth trading Patrick Williams right now, right? Right now, at 20 years old, I still want to bet on his future some more, but we need to see Patrick Williams be a little bit more aggressive. And speaking of being aggressive, before we end the show today, AK and Eversley, the draft, six days away from the NBA draft. What does AK and Eversley do at the draft? Are they going to trade that 18th pick? Are they going to trade Kobe White? Are they going to trade them together? Are they going to make more deals? Are they going to be aggressive in going after a player that they feel can, can help them right now? Whether that be another player in the draft or that's bringing in a veteran and moving down in the draft or possibly completely not having a draft pick because you get such a great player back that your team's ready to go. What does This is the start. The next, honestly, the next 30 days for the Chicago Bulls, for basketball fans in general, are going to be so exciting. Over the course of the next 30 days, we have the draft. We have NBA free agency. We have the start of summer camp, summer league, I should say. We have all those things coming in the next 30 days. And so the, the, the picture of what this Bulls team is going to look like heading into next season as we hope that we are a much-improved team so we can go on a deep playoff run and hopefully not have the, 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 the fall-off that we did in the second half of the season, it all starts in six days. And listen, we've made it through some of the dark times in free agency already. Next week is going to be exciting. You're going to hear rumors. You're going to hear deals. You're going to see deals being made. It's every. It's going to be exciting time for basketball fans. But the next 30 days, the next 30 days are going to be important for the team that the, the team that we're going to have on the court. Do we get news about Lonzo Ball's knee? That's another big question surrounding the Chicago Bulls. But the picture of what this team is going to look like is going to start taking form in the in, in like I said the next six days we're going to start seeing what this team and you get an idea for where Acme is going with building this team out and improving this team over the course of the of the offseason how aggressive are they in free agency how how quick does the Zach Levine deal get done so that we know how what what we have to work with do they make a what 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 move do they make in the draft which we all like are are, are patiently waiting for or anxiously waiting for I should say because some of us aren't patient at all all those things, all those questions are going to be answered here shortly. And it's, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. And having a front office in Acme that we know is always looking to improve this team. Realistically, they have their minds on the, on the present and the, and the future. That Vooch trade, as I said before, was much as a, as a foresight trade as it was currently trying to show that Zach Levine that we were going to be aggressive. The fact that we now have a $22 million expiring trade chip, potentially, if they decide to move him, only a season and a half after getting him, is so intelligent. I think it's something that goes 
unnoticed sometimes. But how aggressive do you think this that that, that this Bulls team is going to be? When do you think AK and Eversley are going to actually strike? Is it going to be in the draft? Is it going to be shortly after the draft? Is it going to just be in free agency? It's an exciting time to be a Bulls fan, but I want to hear from you guys down below. We're about to start our free agent coverage as well right after the draft. Who are some potential free agents you want to see the Bulls go after? Who are some, like, maybe trades. Maybe it isn't free agents. Maybe it's somebody already under contract, somebody on a team that is making looking to make a move. A lot of people have mentioned Eric Gordon. Listen, I would say this. Be on the lookout for Eric Gordon to possibly be a buyout candidate. As the Houston Rockets are preparing to go into a full rebuild, that's what they're doing. If Eric Gordon is brought is bought out, should the, should the Bulls, like, just things like that. It's so many. We, I talk about it during the season. How many, how many Bulls fans want to do the 2K style trades and all that thing and just, they're just constantly worried about what moves the Bulls can make? This is your time now. This is your time. The next 30 days is your time. And I want to hear from you guys down below. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central. You guys can follow the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. And lastly, if you want to leave us a text and our voicemail for our mailback episode, we'll, we'll drop tomorrow. The number to do so is 773-270-2799. Like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. I love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.